Okay, let's do this fucking shit. It was fun. It was fun, dude. It's, uh, it's been a while. I don't even. Last time we saw each other is when we did the show together, right? Like actually in person. I think so. Yeah, it was. In my all recollecting memory, that was the last time. It was business, dude. What happened to us? What did we become these business shills? All we do is comedy shows and podcasts together. Whatever happened, whatever happened to the bro ship, dude? Whatever happened to the fellowship? The broship of the ring, man. Whatever happened? We turned that into a podcast. Yeah, and also, you know, I didn't want to marry you. Well, I did, but mm, now I don't. I've changed my mind. <laughs> Sounds good. And you're still my backup player. Don't worry. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> if, all, if all goes to hell, I'll still marry you. But well, I appreciate you're not that. there yet. That, uh, that sounds like a great relationship. I mean, yeah, I'm just dominant as all hell, dude, and get to control your life. No, I'd be pretty independent. You. No, you wouldn't. I mean, you'd be independent. We wouldn't be codependent. We'd be independent, but I would be controlling and dominant. <laughs> well, why would we? I'd rather just be single and be friends. Well, because I want, I need health insurance, Evan. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> oh, wow. We could be single. We could have an open relationship when we got married. Like you could, you could sleep with other people, and I could. But I wouldn't. This, this I wouldn't need this, the health uh, insurance. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Wasn't this the exact plot? I think we've already done this bit before. But yes, it was pretty much the exact same plot. He <laughs> needed health up, insurance, for, but not just for him. It was for his kids, kids too. Yeah. I think. I don't. It was whatever, but it I didn't make sense. Movie. No, it was something else. They need he needed it wasn't just the health insurance. I thought his wife like, died and he needed some help. Was it so the just tax break? Something like that, yeah. Because he had kids and they worked they both worked the same job, didn't they? Weren't they both firefighters? Or was only yeah, one of them? There was something that he needed something for the financial support. Yeah. That somehow Whatever. He had. it's a very forgettable movie. It was pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> We it was, it's, the plot, it's, so. It weirdly tried to be um, like trying to be very progressive, but now it's not aged well. Yeah, now it's not progressive at all. And then so then it's like it didn't even double down on making gay jokes. It kind of made gay jokes while trying to be progressive and then ended up in a weird where no one likes it kind of movie. <laughs> well, that's it's what... not progressive enough to be uh, a fan favorite of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it is not um, funny enough and punching down enough for me to like it. Well, it's an Adam Sandler film. It's not one of his best. It not was kind of the close. point where every Adam Sandler film was was not very good. Well, there's a top tier of Adam Sandler films. Top five, right? It goes Happy Gilmore, <laughs> Billy Madison, Little Nicky, Big Daddy, Waterboy. All 90s films. All part. top five. No, early 2000s, too. Little Nicky and Big Daddy, I believe, are early 2000s. Oh, I love Big Daddy. Great movie. Great. It, but it was also the when he started getting into that have a, what would you call it? Have, what is the word? Have like a heartfelt um, message behind the movie. Yeah, like family movies with comedy. Yeah. A lot of it used but, to be just comedy. But, but, some more but that was the perfect blend of the two. 
right? Like yeah. that was kind of like his liar, liar. John Stewart um, was in it. John Stewart was in it, but was not that funny in it. He played a very bit role that wasn't <laughs> comedic at all, which is weird to put John Stewart in a movie and do that. Uh, Zach and Cody were in it. Uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Yeah, dude, I'm, you know, I was straight in grade school, so I didn't watch that Disney shit, dude. <laughs> that was like the most popular Disney show. Was that, yeah, Disney so was big, and if, if you were bi or gay, you were big into Disney Channel, dude. The straight boys went and hung out at Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and they watched South Park and The Simpsons as they got older. Well, no, that's just about having bad parenting that weren't supervising you enough. I was watching that already. <laughs> I like some good old Cartoon Network. I mean, it was um, it was all good. I don't I don't really want to do our cartoon talk again, though. We've already talked about cartoons. I we've done it before. It I think we talked about everything it, we've interested in. We all have that many. Interests. I'm not interested in those cartoons anymore because you know I grew up and I don't hold on to the past like some losers. <laughs> that seems really fucking harsh. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> well, no, we I mean, like I'm finding new interests. Well, I just what? Nah, I, I'm learning Spanish. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is Ohio. I was learning Spanish. I'm reading about politics and you know social studies. You fucking grow as a person. <laughs> How about that? How about you fucking grow? I've grown plenty. I'm growing physically. You're growing mentally. You're growing out. My brain's growing, kind of, not really. <laughs> I'm just filling it up with different stupid shit that will never apply to anything. I'm never going to use it. It's weird, like, learning stuff. Of, like, when I read all those all these books, blah, blah, blah. like, what the fuck am I ever going to use it on? I'm never going to be a politician or, or I'll never be on Jeopardy. I'll never get past the social fucking media. <laughs> <They're clearing. gonna> have- <laughs> they, you know, they, like, scan that shit. And they'll be immediately they're like, yeah, there's a podcast where you said retarded and gay, like, a lot. Of, like, yeah, you're not going to ever be on Jeopardy. Well, they won't mean Jeopardy. You're you're a guest on a show that has thousands of guests. Not like a specific part. I bet you they screen now. I bet most stuff on public networks probably screen pretty heavily unless you're already in the door. And then if you're already in the door, (laughs) there's like, all right, just hopefully no one digs deep enough. Well, we have to befriend someone who is in the door that can get us in the door. Even then, that won't that won't. You already have to be in the door. Like it's too. Like, the time period is even if we have a friend, then they'd be risking their career by putting us in. And uh, the idea of ever <laughs> maybe we should change up our podcast standards. It's too late. It's like, I mean, we can change up the standards, but it's already must out go back there. through all seventy episodes. It's already and... out there, and it's also not even just that. I mean, things I've posted and stuff like that. It is a weird thing. Um, we all are. It's, it's like a. I don't want to get like the whole thing but we're all like playing this game of publicly attacking people who we've who have done things that a lot of us have done or still do and but we just do it behind a uh, a fake wall to create a ideology no not even a filter like we will do it in our private lives we just don't do it publicly because we need to create this fake wall to create like this ideological fucking version of ourselves for people to look at as moral compasses to follow and, you're and that's like why my... i don't trust people when someone does that when someone is like an all like sporting like moral crusader or something like that i'm like you got fucking demons in your closet for sure and the fact that you're out here pretending like you don't makes me not trust you and you sound like give me one flawed person what 
You're gonna be selling you're selling my sociology professor. Well, I could never get into a college. So it's like it's never gonna happen. First, you have to graduate college and be well, you have to be accepted into a college and then graduate from one, and then them to then want you to not be a controversial enough figure to teach at their college. So unless Joe Rogan opens up a college, I'm fucked. The one from accepted. Yeah. Go no, I could, go to go to Joe Rogan University to get a degree in DMT and treating your diseases with treating your mental illness with mushrooms. I could be a substitute teacher. Yeah, you should do that. Nah. Just to get a bit out of it, dude. Like I guarantee you, if you just substitute I don't I think they'd look this up and I wouldn't get the opportunity. <laughs> I don't think they would. So they're very desperate for substitute teachers. They would let someone probably with like a fucking sex offender list, like goddamn substitute. They don't care about our. <laughs> they don't care about our. They wouldn't they knowingly, but they're not. If they, they need have a to sub, do a background check. Yeah, background kids. check. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you were openly on a podcast saying stuff that would be um, problematic, <laughs> goddamn, I don't want to. I bring you in as a special. As I realize, I'm like shit. I might be saying a thing that. Um, I substitute taught. I would bring you in as a assistant, special guys to give a give a speech, a presentation. Children. They're like, "Oh, we got two random people here." This is what why the government Miller? is evil. <laughs> well, Miss Miller's dead, so get used to this now. Uh, if you turn to page seventeen, you know what? Throw the whole book away because they're evil. We're doing a live um, podcast, live from the third grade classroom. <laughs> in that pit, are you giving all T-shirts? Dude, I went to a movie this weekend and I got a comedy booking from at the movie theater. Oh, isn't that uh, funny? Like, what the, are the odds? The people at the concession stand. No, there? I just it was a comic, um, Tommy Thompson. I don't remember saying his name. Oh. Ran into Tommy Thompson at the movie theater and he was like, "Ah, what's up, man?" And he goes, oh, "I seen you've been doing shows and blah blah blah." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And he goes, "I'm like, oh yeah, I saw you started running a show." And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Ah, you know what? I'm booked up for March and April, but send me a message. I'll put you on the May show." I was like, "All right, sick." I was like, "That's fucking cool." Like, I didn't know I was gonna go to the movies and land a paid gig. <laughs> was that toward like uh, the Birch Run area? Yeah, I was in Birch Run. Okay. He's from. He's from. He's either from. I forgot because we've carpooled the shows before. He's either in, from Montrose or Clio. I think he's from Clio, but he does a lot of shows in Flint. Well, yeah. used to do. Now he's finally running a show, but he's like a. He's a feature act. He goes around featuring. And also, shout out to Tommy. Tommy's like, has given me more opportunities in stand up than I think any any other person. He never had to. Well, I was just a boy, too. Yeah, they give you your first hosting weekend. And he paid me out of his pocket to do it. He didn't even have to do it because the club didn't, like, it was a club that would only book a feature and uh, a, headliner. a headliner. And then they could pay someone out of that money they paid them to have a host. So usually they would, like, one of them would, like, a feature or a headliner would do that so they could fill up some of their time. Um, yeah. Because they wanted, because they still wanted a certain amount of time for the show, but that's not normally like it would bleed into like having a feature, or a headliner doing like an extra ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he hired, he paid me with his money to fucking host at that show. That's like, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and also, stupid thing on that show, Mike, uh, the headliner, Mike Bonner, really liked me, and he was going to do a show. 
at the improv in like fucking Cleveland, in Cleveland. Yeah. and he's he he wanted me to come on and do um 10 minutes down there and he said yeah you know but you're gonna have to drive me so I was gonna have to drive down to Detroit pick him up and then drive there like that's an old school fucking headliner thing you get a young kid to drive you and give him time for an opportunity big old school headliner thing I don't know how I don't think that really goes anymore but that used to be like that's a very big 80s 90s headliner thing um and i was like fuck yeah dude and he gave me his number and i called him and left and he didn't answer and i left the voicemail and then i texted him i don't even i think i, I just called him i didn't even text him because I, he was older he's like he's like like late 50s so i was like yeah, he probably doesn't even text right so i called him and left the voicemail and he never got back to me and i'm like and i was like now with older and experience like at the time i was like oh man he's probably just lying or he probably like changed his mind about me and now i'm like nah dude you just probably should have just called him a fucking game <laughs> like he probably just yeah. forgot or just didn't look at his <laughs> voicemail like <laughs> or just didn't get around to it i probably could have performed at an improv when i was like fucking 19 maybe like you know i don't know actually be a headliner right now <laughs> Yeah, I would have stuck to the path. I was like so stupid looking back. I'm like, I should have just called him again. Why didn't I do that? Because I was just insecure. Yeah, you're too afraid. And I bombed on those shows. Well, you were the. What were you doing? Like five minutes. I was doing. I think I was doing seven. Yeah, seven, and then I had to do all these introductions and shit, and I had to like explain the rules and then explain like the like the the club wanted me to explain some shit about it like how they run stuff and certain specials and shit like that um so i was supposed to do seven minutes but i had to do clean yeah and i didn't have clean material so i had to write seven minutes of new material <laughs> to do for my first weekend so, <laughs> no wonder, yeah no wonder I, mean, I think i might have ran it once and it didn't go oh there was like one part of it went over well but yeah i never had a good set. the well, only time the four I, shows and you, right it was two shows a night yeah two shows a night and the None first of them show, went well they had to be one um, that went well yeah i mean like they, some of them went okay the first one i straight up bombed because they just the mic wasn't working and no one could hear me and pick it up <laughs> and i couldn't tell okay so tom and then they figured it out like tommy figured out his feature set so that i could figure it out for the next one because there's a basically what we found out is there's a dead spot on the stage or just for yeah. some reason, the way the the sound was set up, it wasn't the greatest club. It was more of I've like been there fuck. once. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest club. Um, but the way the audio was set up, it was just conflicting at a point where it would have a dead spot on the stage, which sucked. Or also, if you held the mic in a certain way, it fucking the wires suck. It was a it was a shit. It was weirdly a shitty club with really, 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 really nice food. Like it's very high end food, very expensive. Like in like all of the layers and stuff were like dressed up very nice. Looks like it was a restaurant like, with a club in the basement. Yeah, I mean essentially, yeah, it was like a fancy restaurant that also had a comedy club in the basement. That everyone um, joked was haunted. Well, it wasn't joked. It was that was like the thing oh, of the hotel is that it was haunted. No, I thought it was a gag. <laughs> I mean, I think people made jokes about, but I mean, like the hotel or the, it's not even a hotel. It used to be a hotel. Now it's just a restaurant, yeah. um, but they still call it the hotel just because of the historical significance or blah, 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 blah. Um, it's supposedly, I don't believe in ghosts. Um, you know, I don't believe in myself. How am I going to believe in fucking spirits? Yeah, run <laughs> over your ghosts. Yeah. Um, Oh, fuck was i gonna say um but yeah so that sucked and then the second show there was like 
10 drunk people showed up if that it was like eight it was like so dead the second show on friday night was completely dead um did well on that i kind of rifted a bit rift a little bit i felt more comfortable because it wasn't a packed house which is fucking stupid but i was like oh whatever there's just some drunk people in the audience and then uh saturday night i was like i since i ran that material twice i was starting to get more comfortable but it still wasn't good material in the first place like it wasn't yeah, it was never gonna go in my act too. but yeah. i was just i think i had more of the timing down where like i did all right i didn't have any great sets though but i mean i was hosting i was 19 doing material I never did before i'll give myself a pass i didn't do great but i learned it was crazy though is i also learned how important this is why fucking i need to move essentially is because that weekend it made me realize, realize of like how doing multiple sets a night is so beneficial because i have done multiple sets a night but i've never done multiple sets of the same set that close together usually yeah. change shit up but i was like i ran the same set two times uh two nights in a row and i could already tell for even the shit joke that i just written there how it already improved from the beginning of the weekend to the end of the weekend and i think when you space out your shows more you don't get to see that progress enough and you also don't you're not as good as working out the chunks or you know the hiccups in it so it's like when you can get to a spot where you can do multiple shows a night every night you're fucking it makes so much sense of why you become so much better because you just can work out that bit and it's still fresh in your memory and your problems are still fresh versus like you know doing a show or doing even two shows in one night and then taking like a night or two off or doing one show one show a night off one show like even that is not quite the same no totally i get that yeah i also remember someone during the show went to into the bathroom so there was like a the main like area where the club was and there's this hall then outside was like kind of like this little tiny lobby or like you know entrance way but that was like where they shut the doors and there's two the bathroom doors are there and the stairs to go back upstairs and i remember like that's where our, the comics would kind of wait or at least i would i don't know where my kid he might have his own green room that we weren't allowed in i just remember <laughs> i sat out there in a chair like, <laughs> and i had to time everybody for their sets and when to give them the light and shit and fucking someone during the show went and smoked weed in the fucking bathroom, like legit in the bathroom. And the only reason is because it just smelled like weed. And the wait staff wanted like the manager down there came on. She's like, did you smoke weed in the bathroom? I'm like, no, please don't kick me out of here. This is the biggest opportunity I've ever had. But like, of course <laughs> I look, I'm the 19 year old yeah. <laughs> comic who like, like we were she- supposed to dress up nice. And I'm like, I don't have money to dress up nice. So I came up. I came out dressed in fucking like Mike wore a goddamn suit and I'm pretty sure fucking because this is what the kind of like club it was. Mike wore a suit. Tommy wore a suit. I showed up wearing khakis and a sweater. Like, <laughs> and I remember Mike went up on stage after I introduced him and would just like the beginning of his set was just making fun of my sweater. Like, <laughs> he was a really cool guy. That was very nice. Very funny. Haven't ever seen him since. He's like, I mean, he, we he don't run in the same circle of Michigan. No, he's from Michigan. He's in Detroit. He runs a show, I think, every once. He'll do a show every once in a while at Mark Ridley's. Comedy Castle, I've seen that. Yeah. He's Most good. Be, but he's a legit headliner. So he goes out most weekends and does it. So he, he, I mean, unless I ever was at a club with him again, I would never run into him again. 
Man, I wish I just still had his number. Wouldn't it be funny if I just called him? Oh, it's like se- seven years later. <laughs> no, it'd be like six years later. Six years later, just be like, yo, what up, Mike? <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> you remember still what got, I thought? You still got those 10 minutes for me? Yeah, 10 minutes at the improv. <laughs> you want me to work clean? <laughs> yeah, I mean... He told me a weird thing. And I, I, this is how good and, like, talent... I, I would say how experienced he is as a comic. Which is like, he just as a headliner, like, of course, and especially one of be that Be careful age. what you're going to say because it might be in confidence. No, 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 no. This is how good he is. He told oh. me a compliment that even to this day I don't understand. Oh, like <laughs> to this day, he told me this is one of the biggest comedies. He said this. He said he said this like he's told me to go out to L.A. Like he literally told me he's like, you should go out to L.A. because of this. And you could probably get signed to a TV show. Like he told me then he's like, you're young, you don't have kids. And he said, you know how to turn on stage. I still don't know what that means. It's probably how you move. I I get I, yeah, I don't fucking know I but I couldn't replicate and I would never be able to acknowledge that and I'm very much into stand up and I still don't understand <laughs> what that's fucking what he is. met you remember me I I, I tried not to see I was like yeah fucking thanks man I appreciate it and I remember like driving home and I'm like what the fuck does that even mean know <laughs> 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 to turn on stage I'm guessing that's like how you move I would how, guess how too but I, this is all this is all just fucking you know like i don't know i'm guessing i've never i've never heard that before then and i have never Nobody's, heard that yeah, since nobody talks about that but again like i don't hang out with a lot of headliners any yeah i mean like real headliners that like go around doing you know head like headlining clubs on the regular i've hung out with people who have headlined yeah they're cool to hang out with you know you know, I mean, you scene, have you have too. Headline. You know, you know, like we've hung out and done shows with people who have headlined, but not people who are like headlining every weekend or yeah. a regular headliner. Most like, of those people we, are out, yeah, New York and LA. Yeah, or or just very ingrained in it where they can live wherever now because they have enough credits. Yeah, someone like Mike, like he doesn't need to be out there anymore because. I think he's got, he went, I think in his mind, probably went out as far as he was going to out there and needs to focus on other shit. Also, dude's like a car salesman by day. I know because I called him, I called him, and his voicemail was all about if you want to buy a car from him. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of cool. Maybe he can hook you up on a deal for another car. I don't need a car right now. What the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah, that headline weekend. And (laughs) yeah, Tommy, shout out to him. Great guy. I used to do a lot of shows with him back in the day. He was always really nice. It still is really nice. It's been a while since I've seen him. He's again, he's out of the loop now. He doesn't, he's since he's a pretty regular feature out and on the road, he doesn't really do many shows around Michigan that aren't, you know, where he's already featuring. It's not like I'm going to run into him. I, a lot of the shows I do. I remember he asked me once to do a guest spot. It was like some fundraiser for like, mm-hmm. like the base, the little league in Clio or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at some random restaurant bar, and he's like, "Hey, come and do a guest spot." And I just ate it. I did. Yeah, I ate it. It was that, he was dead such a silence. F- and then after he's like, "It was good." I'm like, "No, there wasn't." <laughs> he's it, nice it was so bad you could tell when the people were leaving. They just kind of looked at me and were just like, "That guy was not funny at all." <laughs> well, I have ever told you about the worst um, thing I've ever heard an audience member say. 
I remember doing, it was a long time ago. I think I was, I was 19 or 20. I mean, I, this is before I could legally drink. And I remember I was at, um, doing a show in Kalamazoo and I was there with Abby. Very funny. Abby killed. And I bombed very fucking hard that I like real, one of the worst bombs I've ever had after <laughs> I had already started, of course. Cause like my first, I think my first show was the worst bomb. Also that one time me and you did that competition when we were like not even 10 sets in, in Detroit. And then like, we went there and they're like, Oh, by the, by the way, you have to do Hills. Yeah. Yeah, It was at a restaurant, dude. It was at like a fucking Chili's. And like most people didn't even know that there was a a comedy competition going to happen. Most people didn't listen. There's kids running around the aisle. And then right before I got there, yeah, yeah. By the way, you know, you have to do clean material. I was like, no one fucking said that on the way. So it was another one where I was like, all right, he's going to have to make up a clean set. And I had to change all my jokes. I remember Brett was there. It was like one of the second or third times we met Brett. Or at least I did. (laughs) Yeah, he won. It's not saying a lot. There was was a lot of duds, dude. It was a lot of people who have never done comedy since. Um, I remember the host walked around with the wireless mic table by table which is asking how they're doing i thought that was pretty funny because it was right in the middle that wasn't the, the host that was the closer oh i don't want to say his name because i want to talk shit about him because he stole a daniel tosh joke and uh <laughs> now identifies as asexual <laughs> <laughs> i don't care about his new found sexuality or you know openness about it. he fucking is a joke thief in my book but um what did the wow. say? It, um, oh, they just went up to Abby after the show, and there's like we were if st- we were kind of like standing by the doorish where our table was, and they walked up and they were like, "Oh, good set, guys, good set." And then like one of them shook hands, like you're very funny. Oh fuck, I have this whole story wrong. That's how it happened. I don't know why I thought that was it because I remember being by the door. What happened was, I was coming in from having a cigarette, and I held the door open for these two people. And they went, I'm like, oh, thanks for coming out, guys. Because I used to always, yeah, I used to be such a just, I'm just happy to be here, like kind of comic where I would thank people as they left the show. Like, thanks for coming out, guys. Thanks for coming out. As like, I don't know, like it's a desperate way to hopefully get a fan base. I mean, honestly, like people, it probably, you probably do that and it works now. It's it's so uglishly, it's so ugly, like unauthentic (laughs) of me. I could never do that now. Yeah. Um. But I remember holding the door open for him. Like, oh, thanks for coming out, guys. And they go, oh, yeah, thanks. It was a good show. And then I remember as soon as they still were walking out the door, she turned to like her boyfriend or whatever, and she's like, that was the least funniest guy on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that fucking hurt real bad. <laughs> I have feelings, you know. Well, she didn't. I, she wasn't trying for me to hear. I could tell she was whispering it. I just she whispered it too loud, or I have too good of hearing. <laughs> and it happened to me once doing the show when I was younger, like a teen. Someone literally, I think, I was literally earshot. I was literally right here, and then someone like that young guy was not funny. I smoked a cigarette during this set, and I'm just like, well, yeah. hope you had more fun. <laughs> I did have once a lady while I was hosting a show in Bay City fucking scream at me out from the stage, actually from the doorway of the bar as she left because she was walking out of the bar and she was so mad. She just kept screaming, you're disgusting. You disgust me. <laughs> and she was like halfway out the bar already. I there, I, talked I to like her. I she just there. didn't like my material that much. I don't know if you were at that one. 
Or you just told I me think you would remember if if no, nah, I, I wasn't at that one. He would remember. It was fucking ridiculous. It was an insane way to start a show. It was there was nobody there already. <laughs> it was like there's already nobody there. Oh, so it was you were the you were hosting. You just I was the host. There's nobody there, and then what, I walked like through the audience in? members. <laughs> then we just walked them, walked them in a scream. Like they, I mean, howling at me at how disgusting I was. I did some fucking shitty. I, which is funny because I've now seen. I think I've talked to you about this before. Louis C.K. ended up doing a bit with the same premise of this joke after i told it but actually in a very funny louis ck way and not a shitty me still new at comedy could not possibly tackle this deep and controversial of a fucking topic i used to do a bit about um i I only did it a few times because it didn't fucking work but i thought there was something to it (laughs) was that um it was a joke about um abortion and about how i think um abortion should be what the fuck is it? Abortion. I'm trying to remember how it goes now. Uh, I agree. Abortion should be legal, um, but only if you eat the baby. And it was all about because like abortion happens and like, oh, abortion's natural. Uh, like, you know, animals eat their eat their own kin all the time. So abortion should be legal. But if you get an abortion, you should have to eat the fetus. That was like the whole joke, which is still a funny premise. But like when yeah. you fucking have no charisma on stage at this point, almost and you barely can tell a joke people are just hearing you talking like you should eat the fetus baby and they're like holy yeah. fuck like, yeah. <laughs> like there's a charming funny joke i mean like look at it is uh the 20 i think it's what was the last special louis ck did before he got canceled 2016 is that the name of it because it was 2017 is when all that yeah happened. i think it's 2016 the netflix special he does a bit on there um well, you want me to similar to that but much better like much much better i mean similar premise but much better and no i don't think he stole it to me i think he thought of it um because he's funny and smart and then also thought of a way to actually tell that but yeah what other bombs were they what are the legendary bombs you remember of yours almost all of them no nah, i mean legendary bomb like ones that were so bad I remember you told me once in like Flint, we were doing that show at some bar. And then I went up. Who was running the show? Was it the karaoke bar? I think. No, it was. Or was it it something Mark? uh, Autumn Lounge. Yeah, what's his name? Mark. Oh, fuck. Big goofy guy. Wrote a book on comedy. Bonto? (laughs) Yes. I don't know if I should name drop, but. But Why? I'm not saying anything bad about him yet, but we haven't said it. <laughs> he would actually run some like really crazy good rooms, and he was also like one of the only people who would pay people on every show. Like it was basically an open mic, and then he'd pay you. So it was sick. I mean, he wouldn't pay you a lot, but you'd get ten dollars and be like, "Oh, fucking sick, dude!" And then he'd also give you like a. <laughs> he'd give it to you in an envelope too like a real fucking club booker and then would also give you like a certificate award for performing mm-hmm. at a show like was, <laughs> I don't know he still does that congratulations you are an open mic it was like a comedy award signed by him. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious <laughs> I have like dude somewhere in my fucking boxes I have like yeah. 19 fucking Mark Bond <laughs> fucking <laughs> comedy <laughs> certificate awards <laughs> signed by him then the scrapbook yeah 
So, okay, so yours, it was at Autumn Lounge. Yes, I remember. This is the, it's like a Burton. It's technically not Flint. This one was in Burton. And it was. um. Yeah, some drunk guy at the bar after it went up. You told me because you overheard it because I walked away. He's like, anybody else comes up this is going to be better than the lame shit I just heard. Or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, you were just like, Jesus. <laughs> He's a poor kid trying stand up. <laughs> Yeah, I used to get defensive about comedy too. I mean, I still do, but also I don't care as much anymore. I mean, it depends. I don't know. I am not years removed from almost fighting people for heckling me in a first fight. So I don't know <laughs> if I can really say that. <laughs> but I have gotten better since then. Like, I'm, I'll give people more of a leeway when they heckle now. I mean, I still hate their guts, but I'm not like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I want you to die, like, that I used to. I feel like there's been lots of hecklers. Depends I on the venue, know. I guess. Maybe the venues you're doing. I'm gonna actually. More... I'm also going to compliment. I, I mean, honestly, the only way I can think of this, and this sounds weird because I'm not a huge fan. I'm honestly gonna say I think that's because of Joe Rogan. Explain. <laughs> um. Well, he's hugely like pot broken to the mainstream. I mean, number one podcast. Tons of people have listened to him, and he's actually, for better or for worse, even though he's not my favorite, he's created a lot of comedy fans and not just comedy fans but he's also since he is getting that many downloads he's also educated more people about the standards of how stand-up works so i think at least not as much as there used to be there's more of an understanding that you're not supposed to heckle at a show because especially the kind of people that would heckle at a show that like comedy are the kind of people that would listen to joe rogan so maybe he kind of told them how you're not supposed to act so now people aren't doing it as much they just posted a photo, I think, of uh, it's Joe Rogan, Tim Dillon, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, and Alex Jones. Just, I think Rob White te- too. All in Texas, White. all yeah. in Austin. I mean, man, it's looking like I mean, honestly, um, outside of New York and LA, it, it's kind yeah. of feeling like that's the place. I mean, I mean, I don't think it will it'll never be New York or L.A., but it. I think it's probably taking number three. That's what Ron White said. I mean, I, I like mean, without a doubt, up. we're opening. All the I don't think it will. It will there. never be one or it will never be one or two like New York and L.A. will always be the top places. But it, it definitely it definitely seems I think without it, it looks like the clear number third to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any other place that's probably doing his best because, like, a big thing about building a comedy scene is having enough headliners and headliners that have credibility and credits, like, and are well-known, um, that you can actually get opportunities through them. And I don't know another scene that has as many. I mean, Nashville has Nate Bargatze, but that's it. You know what I mean? Like, Chicago that's the only one. Like, who? I mean, but, like, actually well-known. Named. I'm not saying that there's not plenty of there's multiple from there from there not living there yeah that's what I'm saying like living there matters like because then it allows you the opportunity to you know meet these people and also you know get on some of their shows or maybe open for them which is like you know very helpful you get to see people of that caliber work so it helps you get better and also that caliber of person will bring in more people of that caliber not even just um, living there but just even for temporary and they have it seem to have a like you know a decent comedy scene there, so it kind of seems like if you're not going to move to New York or LA, your next best choice is Austin, and then 
probably like Philly. Philly's up there though, not because of its scene so great, but also because it has a good scene, but also it's adjacent to New York, so you can always you can always dip into New York. Take the two hour drive, which doesn't yeah. mean five hours. I drive subway and traffic, and I don't think it's that long. Still, depends. Not I guess. Dude, I drive over two hours for shows in Michigan to perform at fucking open mics that don't matter. So that wouldn't be any different if I lived in Philly. But literally, you know, yeah, what I mean, just, I drive two and a half hours more for traffic. Shows. Yeah, but it's still like a two hour drive. True. But then when you get to New York, you get to, it takes like a half hour to get places. Okay, so two and a half hours. I do that right now, except to not perform in New York, to perform in Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you want to do multiple sets, I mean, that's just a whole... Yeah, and uh, then you drive a half hour to another set, and a half hour to another set. Well, you'd be taking the subway. Okay, New York. then you half hour to subway to New York, half hour to another set, half hour <laughs> back to your car, and then drive back. You're still getting three shows in versus if I right now I could drive to Kalamazoo for five hours and maybe get I'll get one show in or um, it hasn't came back as much since COVID. But I mean, like if you knew how to plan out, I could plan out nights where I'd like drive out to Kalamazoo for a show to like do the two and a half hour drive and then drive to like either Grand Rapids or Lansing, like leave early and then go to another show in one of those cities. And then drive back from there to fucking Saginaw. I mean, Detroit, yes. you can hop around, but Detroit is just all show up, go ups, and it's very hard for. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, you can do like two shows a night in Detroit. You can. Yeah. I don't like it as much. I just, I don't know what it is. I feel like Detroit doesn't have as good as audiences from when I've been there, but maybe I'm just not doing the right shows. Troyers hasn't seemed to like at least for the open mic scene, you know, for doing mics, it doesn't the crowds don't seem to be that great. I mean, every once in a while you hit one, but they seem to be deader, and that might be because there's more of a influx of them down there. I don't fucking know. I saw you're on the show coming up in uh KZU. Yeah, I'm going, I'm back on the road in March. I don't know how many shows I'm gonna do, but I'm back on the road and then I'm gonna. I'm doing shows in March, and then I'm going to hit it real hard in April going forward. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get, get some more bookings out there. I don't want to keep talking. How long, how long do we have left? We got like 20-something more minutes? Yeah. Okay. You got to fuck. We didn't talk about this weekend at all yet. We just talked about fucking dumb comedy that no one cares about. We do. Yeah, I, I mean, we do, but that's two people out of, you know, fucking 10. <laughs> no, two out of I'm like two out of like, you know, the 20 listeners we have. So I said 10 is probably but more accurate. What? So 20 is probably more accurate <laughs> for what? Just listeners. I said two out of oh, 10. Oh, listeners? Oh, uh, yeah, listeners. Yeah, probably 10. Yeah. Yeah. Probably have like 10 listeners. That's fair. Which I guess Shout thank out you, mom and know. dad. I, my parents don't listen; they don't support me. Just kidding. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So this weekend, I had a ton of fun. Yeah, it was good. We had a good time. Why don't you? Why don't you talk for a while? You don't just fucking yeah. We went and saw. We went to a local wrestling show. 
which Evan, actually, I'd like to hear your side of this more than mine. Why? I'm because I'm a new guy. You're, you're, yeah, you've never been, you're not much to a wrestling shows, and I don't have a high recollection of what I did or did not do at that. Well, not did or not did, said at that show. You were pretty, uh, you, you led some chance. I led a lot of chance. <laughs> yeah. Calling I guys, made a uh, joke out of doing cells. Well, fucking, well, first, I, um, let's just talk about the main event. Actually, before yeah. that, I got 50 50 tickets. I was just starting chance for every match, <laughs> essentially. I was just starting chance consistently. Because that's my fa- some of my favorite parts about wrestling is doing stupid chants that make like you know that are like that if they're serious if you're being serious they're dumb but if you're just like being silly about it, it's hilarious so like um yeah so I was doing multiple for all different wrestlers um, that I was supporting and then um I remember we, they did the 50-50 raffle and then they called the numbers and the first one was not any of mine and I was like fuck so I started out, oh, I didn't win I didn't win <laughs> <laughs> and you still didn't win when they went through the whole thing yeah I know but it was, I don't know it's funny to me I fucking um, I bought I a t-shirt during ones. intermission um, from Ace Evans shout out Ace Evans and then I left it there but but he's holding on to it for me so next time i go to the show he'll give it back to me he's a cool guy it's a good friend yeah i i put it in my pocket and i'm gonna say he just fell out well he's not my friend i never i never met him since before that night i mean i guess we're friends now (laughs) yeah thank you ace evans i bought his merch um Fuck, what was it though? Oh, the main event. It was uh I don't remember the guy's name, Sean something, right? Do you remember it? Yeah, he had a sidekick. He was he was Sean a, something. Sean something. He wore his whole gimmick was kind of like ripping off. Well, not kind of, he was ripping off the purge movie. <laughs> He'd wear a purge mask to the ring, and his yeah. chant for when he's fighting is purge. And he does says a bunch of spooky, stupid shit that doesn't make any sense. And then the match was him. Versus uh, Roy, the working man, Williams, which I mean, a true people's champ. Um, working And he was just in a working fucking pit. Working yeah. That was the whole night was basically that champ. Working man? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I was just doing, and then I was creating up chants that have to do with, I think I love it again because just a baby face. It's like, yeah, Roy, the working man, because he's got a fucking job, dude. Like, <laughs> well, fucking working works. overtime today. He wears like what do you call those jump? It's not a jumper, but fuck, I can't think of the word for it. The one, the one pieces that you wear for like a fucking overall blue collar job, not an overall. It's fucking something else. God damn it! <laughs> God, I can't think of that name. I don't know what the fucking name is. Of like a one piece blue collar outfit. Like if you are like a garbage man, you'd wear it, or you know. Like anyone who works, like you'd wear it outside if you're working like construction sometimes if it's colder. It's like a one piece blue collar outfit. What the fuck that's called? I was going to kill me. I know the name of it. It's on the tip of my tongue. I just can't think of it right now. 
Well, it's uh, nothing. Uniform. Yeah, there's a name for that. Fuck it. I don't. I want to call it a jumper, but it's like a blue class. It's like a blue collar jumper. I fucking can't think of the name of it. Uh, fatigues is the next next one, but that was like I don't fucking know. That, that's military. Yes, a pullover. Wow, we're intelligent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I fucking tried, man. All right. Well, he wears that, except they're cut. He's got the sleeves cut off on it. And I don't know. I was just making a bunch of chants that have to do with like working a job. Do you remember all of that? I don't remember we all. We were that. all, jo- our, our group was joining in. Yeah. I was like, there's like, no vacation today. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying shit like that. Yeah. Like o- overtime. Overtime. He's got I, I that said, PTO. Yeah. <laughs> was that? It was like, it was like, like no lunch about, breaks. Yeah. No, oh, it was no paid breaks or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, something about how I, I did something about HR. Health, insurance. <laughs> Maybe health insurance. Health insurance, yeah. I know, but no, I started like a health Those benefits insurance. Benefits or something. Benefits. Benefits yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I did one about health insurance. I did a <laughs> nine to five. Like, yeah. <laughs> Double um, double shift, double time, yeah, double time. a double shift. Yeah, it's all just work. I just kept doing working references, saying that the other guy didn't work. <laughs> he don't work. <laughs> he like he don't care. His welfare ran out. Like, <laughs> his unemployment ran out. Kick his ass, working man. It was a weird match because you had the. Pin the guy. And he had it was it was a dumb match put, that made no fucking in, sense. Uh, it was first off called box. a Pandora's box match. Where Pandora's back box is about not opening it, not about putting a human being in it. I don't even Pandora's box is how original sin happened. Who was that? Uh, you were laughing and making a comment. You're like, is this a so and so directed match? Oh, Vince Who's Russo. Yeah, is Vince, Vince Russo, Russo directing this match? You got to pin him and put him in. Yeah, Vince All Russo these crazy is crazy obstacles. Vince Russo is known uh, notably for being a booker during like the late nineties, early two thousands, and even like a little bit longer. Um, uh, that just booked all these really dumb, ridiculous match types. Shut up, cat! Um, dumb, ridiculous match types that made year. no sense. They're just convoluted, and the rules were stupid. And that's I was like, oh, this Vince Russo match. Yeah. <laughs> um. What was the other one, man? I, I did a lot. Oh, yeah. And then the other guy, he had a fan base made of like kind of what I would call uh, losers. Um, like, I mean, because he's like a, what a what a fucking nerd thinks a badass is. Like, there were like, kids yeah, there wearing his mask. Yeah. Well, not kids. They were fucking teenagers. I mean, they might not have been 18, but they were the like 16. Side. Like, yeah, I it's for where like, I saw like a couple 10 year olds on the other side wearing that mask. No, you're wrong. He's not ten year olds don't wear a heels mask. They don't <laughs> cheer heels. The ten year old would never do that. Ten year olds always love baby faces. Well, someone's got to root for the heels. No, that's you're not supposed to. That's not how. That's it's the exact opposite. You're not <laughs> supposed to. Now there is a certain thing where you get to a level of stardom, where you can like heels are just so deniable, undeniably talented that you cheer for them anyways. Like, that's yeah. a thing. That's not a thing in Saginaw. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a thing in Saginaw. No offense. No offense to the multiple talented guys we saw that night. 
but you're not like a superstar to the level of where you get cheered anyways as a heel or you shouldn't. Um, so if you're getting cheered as a heel, you're doing a bad job. You're trying to, yeah, you're being I, I too cool. That. You're being too, you're trying to be too cool that you're getting cheered. You're bad at being a bad guy. You're supposed to be unlikable. It's so easy. And also it, the dumb part about this, it's so easy to be unlikable. I could be a good heel. Anyone could be a good heel. I mean, like anyone could be a decent enough heel. I could be a good heel without trying. I would be the best heel. I mean, not the best, but I would be a good heel. If I was going to be a wrestler, I'd have to be a heel. I would just, I, I'm so hateable. I'm very dislikable. Oh, yeah. Clear. And if You're I, t- who are you telling? <laughs> yeah. And if I could, if I just stepped that up, like besides my normal self, I could talk crap to a, about a crowd. I'd go out there, make fun of the crowd for being like, you know, like I know it's a cheap, like wrestling thing, but just call it like, you know, make fun of them for being ugly. But you then, swear at kids. <laughs> No, I wouldn't swear at kids. I didn't swear that whole night. Well, not that whole night, but the whole time we were there, I didn't swear. <laughs> you only use the term incel. Incel, yes. You and you're like, there's kids here. I'm like, dude, if the kids know what incel means, we're fine. All right. Like, <laughs> I don't think they did. There are parents around. A lot of people didn't. Some people didn't know it because I like kept calling them an incel because right I think it's so fucking like... lame. I think it's fucking lame, his whole fucking spooky gimmick. And then they get like these fucking like edgelord teenagers that fucking and also like there's edgelords losers to like them. <laughs> fucking they're essentially hipsters of the wrestling community. <laughs> yeah. To like them, to scream purge, purge. And I fucking hate it. So fucking when they were. Oh, that's the other thing. His fucking chant was purge. So his fans would start like when he was like beating up someone. His fans were like purge, purge, purge. And I changed it to turd, which I thought was <laughs> funny. Turd. And I'd get him to stop. I just I'd join in and be like turd, turd. Yeah, I ruined time. his. I ruined. I ruined his own personal chant. <laughs> he was. He was. Pumping up today, he's like, "Yes, yes, yeah, so fuck him, man, turd. fuck himself for trying to get himself over when he's the fucking heel." This is basic wrestling formula, dude. Like, I'm not even saying I know a lot about wrestling, but I it's basic wrestling knowledge to anybody. Like, this is a, any fucking goddamn like anyone who's even the veteran in the business or even knows anything slightly about the business would tell you, yeah, you're not supposed to get cheered as the heel. Well, we're changing things up. It's 2022. Everyone deserves equal opportunity. Well, then you're not a heel. All right. Then we shouldn't have any heels then. Okay. Then don't cheat. They don't obviously cheat and do underhanded <laughs> tactics when you're supposed to be a good, when you're supposed to be cheered. Then. I don't know. I mean, he lost. Spoiler alert. Yeah, he did. And he lost his own dumb fucking Pandora box match. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kept calling him incel. And then someone, I can't remember, someone in the crowd said something about, like, I don't know, but I don't know, but that, uh, I don't know what it means, but he, that guy's a, I think one guy, well, one person got really mad at me that liked him. Yeah, you said that after. No, it but like, even during, they said something like, I don't know what that is, but the other guy's a virgin. I'm like, yeah, incel. That's what that means, virgin. <laughs> <laughs> People didn't know what intels, and then after I got, we were leaving for the show. Some girl was so upset at me. She like, as I was, she goes, she goes, I bet you're a virgin. I'm like, ah, well, I got a girlfriend, so you're actually wrong. (laughs) 
I should, and I wasn't even mean about it. I should have been mean. Real Drew, I just kind of laughed off that you were honestly that mad that I booed. First off, you could get mad at me if I was booing a face because then I'm being a kind of a dickhead. You know, I'm like, ah, you're supposed to be cheering this guy. You're booing the face. You're kind of ruining the show. You're being an asshole. I'm booing the fucking heels. So, no, honestly, you're the fucking asshole for getting mad that I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to do as an audience member. Yeah, the unwritten rule. I'm kayfabe, I'm kayfabing, cheering the face, what I'm supposed to do, and booing the heel, which if he's a good heel, he wants me to boo him. He should want me to boo him. He should go, yes, I'm doing my job. He's booing me. He doesn't like me. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. I remember we were right next to the Pandora's box, and it had, like, barbed wire in it. I it think. looked like shit, to <laughs> be quite honest. I think someone was like, tip it over, tip it over. That was me. Yeah, that was yeah. me. Once they put them in it, I started to tip it over, <laughs> tip it over. That would have hurt. Not really. And barbed wire. They had some barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, some oh, barbed wire taped I, to the sides. Oh, that's I wouldn't want barbed wire running against your skin or getting dropped on it. I just don't. I didn't see. I don't know. It might have hurt. <laughs> it it might have cut him a little bit. Wire. I know, <laughs> it's so funny. It's like calm down. <laughs> yeah, but that was that. I can't believe that girl got so mad at me though. She must have uh, really liked them, and she didn't like you oh. putting them down. Well, the only thing I could think of. That would only acceptable thing would be that 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 was her boyfriend. Yeah, that'd be but <laughs> but then she should. But if it was, then she should understand that. Well, she he's probably the heel, sees it that, uh, that he's supposed to be booed. Well, like she, she would have an understanding. She, she was probably... wearing his fucking dumb stolen purge mask that he just bought and then resells to people <laughs> for more money. That's not merch, by the way. You can't just something you buy at the store. You can't resell well, as he, merch. He signs it. That's still not that's an autograph then, yeah, but that's well, still not merch. It's merchandise, then. But he doesn't sign it, he just sells off sells purge mass. It's just such an edgelord thing, and I like Dark County, but I'm so over that. It's I hate edgelord shit. Like it's just annoying as fuck. As much as I it's like the opposite side of like I hate super woke, like the, the woke progressive people, but I also hate edgelords that think like they're badasses, and it's like, dude, I would fucking beat the shit out of you. Like, yeah, like some skinny kid who wears like a Hail Satan shirt and paints his nails, and it's like, yes, I'm the god fucking dark of serious. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking punch you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you a fucking wedgie and teach you your place. <laughs> and I don't feel like that often. I just hate people. Who, like, it's fine if you're not a badass. I'm not a badass, but don't act like you're a badass. Or that you're fuck like that you're a hard ass when you're not, and that shit fucking irritates the fuck out of me. Well, these most of these people are teens. Yeah, I want to fight teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about what we were doing. When we were teenagers. I wasn't being an edge lord. No, we were. I mean, I was to a, maybe a humorous standpoint. Like I would make, I was doing a lot more of like super edgy jokes with my friends, and sometimes they were only for the sake of being edgy. Like I get that. And I like controversial jokes, but I do see like a point of my like humor sometimes in high school, like teenagerhood was like, ah, sometimes that was overboard. Like that was overboard <laughs> for the sake of being overboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I wasn't like feigning anything. I, honestly, I've realized my 
a very a, a good part about me, but I'll, for better or for worse, I'm a very transparent person. And uh, yeah. there are pros and cons to that, but it's who I am. I'm very transparent. Like if I don't like you, I'll, I'm pretty open about how I don't like you. And if I like you, I'm pretty open about that. I like you. And I'm a fan stuff. I like, I'm very open that I like, if I don't like stuff, I'm pretty like it. So I don't bullshit, but that's also not always a good thing. Like sometimes you're supposed to be nice. Sometimes well, you, you don't have to tell spend... me that you like me. You tell me that you don't like. No, I tell you, I like you joking around, but I mean, so, but, um, <laughs> For better or for worse, you know, like because sometimes it's a nice, it's nice. Sometimes you're like, oh, it's good. This, these are real. He's being honest all the time, very transparent. You can know what it is. But then sometimes, you know, um, I need, I'm in situations where I'm supposed to spend time with people I don't like. And it's very difficult for me to, I either have to, I either shut down or I either become an asshole or I, or I just have to do an image and I, I it becomes overwhelming. So yeah, it's overwhelming really for me to that. act nice to this person I don't like. It's, it's yeah, it it is, and I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. There's pros and cons of being a transparent person. Like you know, like there's the pros of like, oh okay, you're getting you can get pretty much a lot of just honesty from me. You're not getting really have to deal with lies or me pretending to like you or you know thinking you have a fake friend in me or anything like that. But you also have to deal with the fact that I can be incredibly insensitive. Also, I cannot pretend to like someone I don't. So if you all have a friend I don't like, it's going to be hard for you. It's going to be hard for you to get us to get together because I'll be like, fuck, I got damn it. Like, I'll be mean to them or something like it's the worst for me. But hey, right, let's do plugs. Ah, if you watch this on right. YouTube, that wasn't a funny way. Farts. Farts. Yeah. There Jokes. Okay. Is watching on YouTube, make sure you push the like button, smash the subscribe button. Wait, we didn't talk about the girl we met. Or we're not going to do that. Girl we met? What are you talking about? Girl we saw. (laughs) You mean the girl I tried to get you to hit on? Yeah. And it failed miserably? Yeah, I think. Let's save it for the next one. (laughs) We'll save it for the next one. Because we ran out of time. No, I think we got like five minutes left. No, we're pretty much at time. Yeah, we're at, uh, yeah, we ran out of time. Okay, next time. Put a boat, boat into that. I, I tried to hook up Evan with a girl, and it failed miserably. And by that, oh, fuck it. We'll just do it right now. Uh, by that, Evan, um, I there was a girl that I think we went to high school with. Yeah, we like, did. she was younger than us, but like it was a familiar face. And I'm like, yeah, dude, do we go to high school with her? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, you want to talk to her? And you're like, no, she wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go over there. And I went over, I was like, hey, uh, like, uh, you know that guy over there? I'm like, yeah, do you mind if he like buys you a drink? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, what do you what do you drink? And she told me what you drink. I'm like, all right, go buy her that. She was she's down to talk to you. And you uh what happened after that, Evan? You went over there. I went and sat by myself, and then there's um, a band playing. I kind of you know just started dancing by myself in the corner, and then I just had the drink. I just kind of she's like, we made eye contact. I just gave her the drink and continued dancing. I'd never had a conversation. <laughs> oh, said a word to it. Are you fucking kidding me? I didn't know that two part. Other, two I other thought women. you said when you said you're like I was surrounded there. I thought you like talked to her for a while, but it wasn't working because she was there with two other people. She was there with you like five fucking, other people. <laughs> dude, you fucking gotta be kidding me. You fucking just gave her a drink and walked away. I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> I didn't watch. I was trying to be nice. I thought you would have been like, what you were supposed to do is like, go, hey, 
hey here's a hey you want here's a drink let's talk and then you go sit down with her and talk with her yeah, somewhere else nope no you're fucking that's hysterical though i wish i would <laughs> watch now yeah. is you dance in the car make eye contact and i go hand her a drink and then kind of dance I a little bit i and then we'll, the dance again there's two other women that came and i we twirled with each other oh you twirled with like two women and they went and sat back down and i was just still dancing alone well every there was that full bar just laughed at me <laughs> i think they were staring at me but i was just like in the uh, it was crazy a lot happened from the time where the, the short amount of time where i walked away and came back that is but now crazy. i'm just you telling were... you now <laughs> dude i remember seeing you walk away i was like god bless his soul like well, we just got to try more stuff like that. I'll just, here's the thing. I will just go out with you and I will bully you into talking to a girl. How about that? That would be fun for me. I feel like is to bully you into talking to a girl. I'm like, look, you're doing it, Evan. Shut the fuck up. Go talk to her. <laughs> I just don't have that in me. I know, exactly. Unless I dominate you and control <laughs> you into doing it. <laughs> All right. No, I'll give you fucking clothes. arm punches until you talk to her. That sounds funny. Okay, so yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you press the like button, smash the subscribe button, yeah, and leave a comment. I don't know about something. Fuck if I know. I don't care anymore. This whole thing's a sham. I don't want to kill myself. Um, moving on. Uh, go ahead and if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow us. And you can give uh, little star ratings on there. Yeah. So please rate us on there if you have not yet. Raise five stars on the Spotify. <laughs> If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star rating and write a little bit of a review. That would be nice. We are not doing the fucking sweepstakes because that was an art failure. But go ahead and do it anyways. <laughs> uh, if you listen on Stitcher, make sure you hit follow down all the episodes as well. You can follow us on Facebook, Internet Pit, and listen to our episodes on there. They upload to Facebook as well. Uh, you can also email us at Annette Pitt, if you would like to book us or if you Annette would Pitt like to buy it, yeah, Annette at gmail.com. For if you want to book us or if you want to, uh, what's the other word? Fucking thing. Oh, yeah, buy a shirt. So, is that Evan? Go ahead, plug your shit. You can follow me on Twitter at SalsaEvan and Instagram at SalsaEvan. Boom, that's been the show. I'm going to go watch wrestling. Thanks for listening, everyone. Peace, motherfuckers.